bullish or bearish. Whether you're a rookie trader or a rock star, we believe there's room for everyone. Every Filipino can learn how to trade. We're just your average Joe. But together, let's take advantage of the greatest equalizer of wealth ever, the stock market, where millions can be made and lost in a click of a finger. The journey to trading mastery is a lifetime, and we're here to stay. We are ZFT. And this is where the hot money is. Ayan, welcome sa ating Ask ZFT podcast for tonight. Nasa episode 40 tayo and hindi ko in-announce yung topic natin kasi um, actually recently ko din siya, recently ko lang siya naisip na ito yung gusto kong i-discuss for tonight. And what we'll be discussing is yung term na alpha. Eh, lagi nating naririnig yung term na yan but ano ba talagang ibig sabihin if ano ba talagang ibig sabihin na if you're a trader and you have alpha okay so that would be the discussion for tonight so simulan natin okay so dito sa pinos ko sa announcement sabi ko dito na yung alpha it's it's related in a way with the concept of a buy and hold strategy and um, other things that you think na wala siya masyadong relationship sa trading pero meron talaga. Like yung concept ng inflation. Okay, we're, we're going to discuss that. And also how portfolio managers measure their performance. Okay? So siguro we can start with what alpha really is from an investment standpoint. Kasi ito yung hindi natin madalas pinag-uusapan kasi yung nagiging focus kasi ng uh, ZFT system and yung mga talks natin when it comes to trading is really on the strategy. Yun yung madalas pag-usapan natin, yung strategies, yung indicators, how to use the system, entries, exits, diba? but bihira natin mapag-usapan yung idea na if you are really outperforming the market. Okay? So, I did a little bit of googling kanina kasi gusto kong makita ano ba yung generic description of what an alpha or what alpha is when it comes to investments. So if you try to google um, what alpha is and you click yung link sa Investopedia, ito yung sabi dito. Okay, alpha is a term used in investing to describe an investment's strategy's ability to beat the market or its edge. Now, yung understanding natin of edge, normally it's just about being consistently profitable. Diba? So pag consistently profitable ka, you're uh, milking money from the markets, you automatically assume na meron kang edge. But for professional traders and for fund managers, yung talagang meron silang mga uh, legitimate clients and investors, yung mga investors and clients na to, the first thing that they want to know for uh, the, the first thing that they want to know regarding your fund or your skill to manage their fund is whether you have alpha or not. Na yung pagiging yung yung idea na you have alpha, it's it goes beyond the idea of consistency. Okay? It it's not just about being consistently profitable. Because you can be consistently profitable just because the market is bullish. Okay, do you get that? So sabihin natin ah, um, like sa crypto, for the past 
Siguro mga from starting around 2020 when Bitcoin broke its all-time high, yung 20k level niya, up to around late 2021. So yung period na yun, the whole crypto market is considered to be bullish. So a lot of people were making money in this market. And I believe na karamihan sa mga traders who made money during this bull run, parang yung mindset nila is, ah, kumita ko ng pera, so therefore I'm already consistently profitable. Okay? But most of these traders don't realize na the reason why they earned money is it's just because the market was good. That's why there are a lot of traders na after ng bullish cycle ng isang market, tapos nag-shift yan to a bearish um, cycle or naging bearish yung condition ng market, they end up returning their gains. And alam ko marami sa atin makaka-relate to that. Right? So if that's your pattern or ganun yung parang nakikita mong cycle sa performance mo na pag bull market, kumikita ka, pero pag bear market, natatalo ka, and you end up losing more than you, you won during the bull market, basically, wala ka talagang edge. Wala kang alpha. Okay? So, alpha is what we call the excess return. Sabi dito. Okay? Alpha is referred to as excess return or minsan nga yung label nila sa alpha is yung abnormal rate of return. Ito, first time kong malaman na may ganito palang klaseng um, description when it comes to alpha. So, abnormal rate of return, which refers to the idea that markets are efficient. And so, there is no way to systematically earn returns that exceed the broad market as a whole. Now, let's go to something that I'm more familiar with, which is the PSE. So, gumawa ako ng parang um, tabulation of how PSEI performed for the past 20 years. And ito yung nakita ko sa data, guys. Nakita natin. So, nilagay ko sa Excel. Wala kasi akong nakitang parang instant na parang study or research that showed how PSEI performed for the past 20 or so years. So, I started tabulating the data from the year 2000 to the year 2022. So, nilagay ko yung close. Okay, yung close of the previous year for each year. So, kunwari ito ah, um, for the year 2000, during 1999, nag-close yung market at 2,142.97. Right. Tapos nag-open siya during 2000 at 2,143. Yung high niya for that year is 2,158. Tapos yung low niya is 1,243. Grabe yung volatility, no? So, from a high of 2,158 to a low of 1,243. And it closed for that year at around 1,494.50. Okay, so what are these numbers telling us? First, gusto kong malaman, okay, nung tinabilit ko yung data na to, I wanted to know, ano yung parang volatility ni PSEI from its high to its low? Okay, that's, that's something that interests me. So nakita ko na ang volatility niya is around 73%. So if you were able to buy, index stocks that are related to PSEI. Tapos the way you bought this index stocks is yung allocation mo sa kanila is how they are weighted or allocated sa index. You you would have been up by around 73% if you bought the low and sold at the high. Okay, gets ba yun? So that's this number right here. But hindi naman talaga yan realistic, di ba? 
Um, sino ba dito yung parang nasubukan talaga na sa sa cycle ng market, ikaw yung nakabili sa pinaka-low at ikaw naman yung nakabenta sa pinaka-high niya. I don't think that's something that anyone can achieve consistently. So, kinuha ko lang yung performance ni PSEI for that year. Or basically, ano yung naging rally niya from the moment it opened for the year to the last candle for that year. So, yung open at close lang. So, itago na natin to para hindi tayo maguluhan. Okay. So, yan. So, from open to close. So, ito yung nakita ko sa data. Sa 2000, year 2000, yung performance ni PSEI is down siya ng 30.26%. Okay? 2001, down siya ng 21.84%. 2002, down siya ng 12.81%. And so on and so forth. So, for... From 2000 to 2022, ito yung performance ni PSEI. Okay? Notice na there are a lot of years na bullish yung market. Tama ba? Um, at ang total nito is 23 years lahat. So, mas maraming bullish years. Ilang bullish years pa to Bilangin natin. This is around, ayan. So, meron tayong 13 bullish years for the index and a total of 10 bearish years. So, yan yung performance ng index. Now, sabi nila, for you to have alpha or based definition na binasa natin kanina, dapat yung performance ng portfolio mo exceeds the performance of the index. Okay? Yun yung ibig sabihin ng alpha as far as investment is concerned. So, diba? Balikan natin yung balikan natin yung definition dito. Ayan. So, excess return over, sana ba yun? Uh, ability to beat the market. Ayan. So, it's a term used in investing to describe an investment strategy's ability to beat the market. Ibig sabihin, if you're beating these numbers right here and you're trading PSE, every year, nabibit mo siya, that is what alpha really is. Okay? So, gets ba? If nagigets nyo, i-type nyo sa chat na you understand what I'm trying to explain here. So, for 2000, kunwari nagtitrade ka na nung year 2000, down yung market ng negative 30%. Pero ikaw, break even ka. Now, for some, di ba, parang, ano ba yan? Ba't break even lang ako? Trader ako? Dapat, dapat for this year, ano ako, up ako ng 50% or na-DYM ko yung port ko. But do you, do you know na if that's the case, na down yung market ng 30, pero ikaw break even ka, it means that for that year, meron kang alpha of around 30%. Okay? Kasi sabi doon sa definition, it's the excess over the average performance of the market. So, same goes for 2000 and 2002. Kung nagtitrade ka na dyan, let's say hindi ka kumita, break even ka lang, but the whole market is down, it basically means you have alpha. So, ito yung contrast na sinasabi ko kanina na iba yung idea ng mga professional investment managers when it comes to consistency as opposed to our idea as retail traders. Kasi yung idea natin madalas is dapat every year kumikita ako. Or minsan nga, dapat every month kumikita ako. Okay? So dito, it's just about beating the market. Now, let's try to flip that a little bit. 
let's say you've been trading back in 2009. Okay? So, nung 2009, yung whole market is up by 63%. Yung whole index. This is basically your performance if you do a buy and hold strategy na yung tinatrade mo ay puro blue chips lang. Okay? So, up yung whole market 63%. Pero ikaw, retail trader ka, mahilig ka sa basura stocks. So, you've been trading basura stocks in and out. Sobrang bullish ng market. So, mga tinitrade mo siguro, mga FA or uh, mga SFI, di ba? Yung mga stocks na parang, parang for you as a retail trader, yun yung parang volatile na parang gusto mong itrade lagi. Kasi mas mabilis yung return nila. But you ended the year with 50% performance. Okay? So, 50% yung portfolio mo, okay, 50% up, but the whole market is up by 63%. In that case, wala kang alpha because you did not beat the overall market. The reason lang bakit ka nagkaroon ng 50% gain is just because the market was bullish that time. Right? So, parang one way of putting it then is it would have been better for you to just do a buy and hold strategy for that year, mas kumita ka pa as opposed to trading stocks in and out as a retail trader or sabi natin as, as a momentum trader who is using the ZFT system. Okay, clear? So it's about beating the market. Now, let's try to level up that analysis. Okay, one step higher tayo. Let's talk about compounding. Suppose you are trading the PSE and ang strategy mo is buy and hold ka. So, hindi ka pala trader. You're more of an investor. So you invested in index stocks noong 2000 and up to now, hawak-hawak mo yung portfolio na yun. Parang hindi mo talaga siya masyadong ginalaw. Uh, your whole portfolio was allocated starting sa year 2000. Hindi mo siya dinagdagan, hindi mo siya binawasan. Yun na talaga yun. And nag-buy and hold ka lang. So, assuming na ito yung parang um, naging performance ng fund mo, at the end of 23 years, okay, the end of 23 years, you would have been up by 204%. Now, this is compounded return. Okay, compounded return yan. So, is that good or is that bad? Pero yun yung question nyo. It depends on how you look at it. Kasi, If ang goal mo lang is kumita ng pera and let's say you you put in a million pesos there back in 2000, so ngayon yung 1 million mo naging 3 million na siya. So if that's good for you, then okay, no problem. Pero if nakukulangan ka doon kasi parang inisip mo, grabe, 23 years kung hinawakan yung, yung port na to, hindi ko siya ginalaw, tapos kumita lang ako ng 200%. If naliliitan ka doon, then that's also your, ano, parang discretion mo yon to think of it that way. But the point is, the point here is, ano kaya yung magiging performance mo with your strategy na ginagawa mo yung strategy na yan since 2000 up to 2022? Okay? Let's say hindi ka nag-buy and hold. Let's say you, you are doing a strategy, a trading strategy, tapos yun yung ginagawa mo every year from 2000 to 2022. Do you think you could have exceeded the compounded return. Okay? If the answer is yes, it means may alpha. 
yung strategy mo. But again, if the answer is no, it just means na better na lang sana nag-buy and hold na lang ako. So that is how portfolio managers analyze their performance every year. And ako, when I uh, when this concept was introduced to me, medyo umiba yung ano ko, yung parang perspective ko when it comes to consistency. Kasi before, ang ang iniisip ko lang is basta kumikita ako every year, okay na yun. Okay? So pag green ako from um, when I started trading back in 2016, I was down. Tapos 2017, nag-break even. 2018, up now. 2019, up na ulit. 2020, and so on and so forth. So parang sa akin, okay na ako doon na up yung portfolio ko every year. Okay na ako, 20% up yung portfolio ko for every year or 30%. Hindi pala maganda yung ganunong mindset. Okay? Kasi again, yung goal mo dapat is to beat the overall market. To beat the index in the case of PSE. Now here's something interesting. Kasi maliban sa PSE guys, yung mga fund managers, meron silang other um, investment vehicles na pwedeng lagyan ng pera. Okay? For example, yung tinatawag nating bonds. So are you familiar with bonds or yung tinatawag nating parang government bonds? Ay, wait. Hindi, ko, hindi pala ako naka-everyone. So if you try to research about government bonds, etong bonds guys, it's basically uh, a debt instrument. Okay? Sorry sa terms ha, kasi etong mga terms na to, yun talaga yung tawag sa kanila eh. So it's a debt instrument na pag nag-invest ka sa bonds na yan, you will earn a fixed, more or less a fixed rate per year. So, syempre, ang difference niya from investing in the stock market is, sa stock market kasi, yung returns, it's either really high if the market is bullish or talagang bagsak yung, yung portfolio mo pag, pag nag-crash yung market for that year. So, yung bonds, medyo, ano sila, medyo conservative, conservative sila in a way. Kaya if you're investing in VULs, like yung mga insurance funds or yung mga UITF sa banko, diba? usually may option ka to choose between equity funds, okay, parang ito, this is, this is an example of an equity fund, or yung tinatawag nating bond fund. Okay, so for comparison's sake, ano kaya yung difference if, let's say, ang ginawa mo lang is, instead of nag-invest ka sa stock market, nag-invest ka sa bonds. Okay, so ito muna, trivia muna tayo. If we get the average of all the returns for each year, of the index nasa mga 8.24% siya. Okay? So 8.24%. Oh yan, yan yung formula natin sa Excel. We get the average of all of this. Tingnan natin yung bonds. Ah. Let's try to compare. Okay. So, nagresearch ako ulit. Tiningnan ko ano ba yung performance ng mga bonds na to. So again, ah, bonds are debt instruments, hindi sila stock market. Parang nag-i-invest, nagpapautang ka. I think that's the best way to describe it. Nagpapautang ka sa gobyerno, gagamitin nila yung pera mo to make projects and all of those things. Tapos, since nagpautang ka sa kanila, you will get uh, interest for your investment. So, ito yung rate ng bonds for the past 23 years. Mapapansin nyo guys, walang red, di ba? Unlike sa dito sa... Stock market, maraming red. Okay? May mga years na bearish. Dito wala. 
So, bakit walang red dyan? Kasi again, it's interest. Wala namang instance siguro na nagpahiram ka ng pera tapos yung uh, borrower mo, hin- parang ikaw pa yung nagbayad <laughs> ng interest sa kanya kasi nagpahiram ka ng pera. So, I don't think that's the case for this kind of um, instruments. Right? Pero mapapansin nyo na hindi sila parang every year 10%, every year ganito yung, yung makukuha mo. Nag-iiba din sila. Okay? So, for everyone to understand bakit nag-iiba, yung rate kasi ng bonds, it varies also according to the market condition. Okay? So, may factor din yung market, guys. Pero again, it's more conservative and almost to the point na risk-free siya sa part mo. If if you are a CPA, so shout out sa mga CPAs or yung mga finance majors dito, di ba pinag-aaralan natin yan sa college na one way to uh, yung tinatawag nating assess whether the market is good or not is to look at what we call the risk-free rate. Okay, ano ba yung rate sa market na kung pag-i-investan mo yon almost wala siyang risk. So yung government bonds kasi, since yung gobyerno mismo, yung nag-i-issue ng mga bonds na to. So, siguro naman yung government, diba, pag, pag nanghiram ng pera yan, magbabayad talaga yan. Gobyerno yan eh. So, kaya tinatag siya as risk-free. So, tingnan nyo yung rates. Mababa lang, diba? Yung average netong returns na to, guys, is nasa 7.53%. So, before I move forward, may questions tayo dito sa chat natin. So, si, si Darwin nag-ask siya, 5-year and 10-year bonds, also treasury bonds. Ah, okay. So, clarification lang. So, etong mga risk-free rate bonds daw, pwede tong 5-year, pwede 10-year, pwede din siyang treasury bonds. Si Bob naman nag-ask siya, yung MP2 coach, considered ba siya as government bonds? Okay, honestly, I'm not familiar with how MP2 works. Alam ko lang sa pag-ibig siya. Tama ba? But what I do know is, it's a... It's an investment with very low risk kasi again you're investing in the funds of the government. Tapos nagbibigay siya ng parang fixed, tama ba? Parang fixed return per month. So yun lang yung alam ko. Whether it's government bonds or not, uh, that's I mean that's something that I'm not familiar about. Okay? So anyway, going back. Ito yung average rate of return for each year for 23 years for government bonds. Now, I have a question. Kung ang average ng PSEI is 8.24 per year, tapos ito naman sa bonds is nasa 7.53%. Ano sa tingin nyo yung compounded return ng mga government bonds na to? Do you think it's higher or lower than the PSEI? So, syempre tayo, when we look at the numbers, di ba? Um... It's normal for you to expect na ah etong PSEI 8.24 yung average. So therefore, mas mataas yung compounded return niya kasi yung average ng risk-free rate bonds na to is nasa 7.53 lang. Pero if you try to compute it, so kinumpute ko siya sa Excel. Kahit ako nagulat kasi hindi naman sa parang hindi ko gets yung compounding but siguro parang deep inside, my expectation is mas mataas yung market dapat. Pero tingnan yung difference, guys. If you invested here without wala tong risk ka. <laughs> so zero risk siya kasi government bonds. May mga years na mababa lang yung rate, di ba? May 3% lang, 4%. But if you put your cash here, so same investment, let's say 1 million pesos year 2000, 
at the end of 2022, your one will your one million would be more than five million pesos. Now, isn't that interesting? Kasi di ba yung mindset natin is mas maganda mag-invest sa market, okay? Sa stock market specifically or sa equities. Kasi mas mataas yung rit, mas mataas yung return, yes, but the risk is also there. Now, here is an investment vehicle na wala siyang risk. Yung returns are quite conservative, but because of compounding, mas mataas pala siya compared to stocks. Right? So, bakit bakit ko to pinapakita? Kasi nagka-realization ako na parang yung yung mindset ko kasi before, 'di ba, na hindi trader ako. Okay? I'm a trader. I need to beat the market. And part ng part ng pagiging trader ko is I'm always accepting risk. Okay? To have for me to have high returns, dapat mataas din yung propensity ko for risk. Pero nung nakita ko, sabi ko, I need to be more open-minded when it comes to um yung idea of beating the market. Kasi imagine like there are people out there na parang sa sobrang conservative nila, parang they just prefer to invest in government bonds. Pero yun pala sila, they're they're doing better than those who are buying and holding index stocks. Hindi lang better ha, like talagang more than twice yung difference ng performance. And ironically, they're doing better at almost zero risk. Okay? So mas may alpha pa sila as <laughs> as people who are not really familiar with technical analysis or uh, active trading compared to people who parang they think that they have an edge in the market pero yung totoo is wala. Okay? So it puts a lot of things into perspective if you try to understand the data behind. Okay. So there's that. But there's another um, factor when it comes to assessing your alpha. And that is inflation. So isingat natin yung inflation kasi recently parang ang daming balita na pinag-uusapan yung inflation. Like sa Philippines daw, di ba? Due to the rise in the oil prices, yung inflation daw natin ngayon is parang umabot ng 6.1%. Okay, that, that was the last number that I saw sa news. So correct me if I'm wrong na lang, no? So, 6.1% year on year. Okay? In other countries, uh, if you're familiar with what's happening uh, in Sri Lanka right now, so, headlines yan ngayon, no? Yung, yung inflation daw nila doon is umabot na sa 80%. So, ibig sabihin parang kung yung regular yam last year is, magkano ba yung regular yam last year? Ang alam ko, 30 pesos eh. So ngayon parang naging 35 na siya. Yung burger steak, one piece na walang drinks, last year 50 pesos yun. Ngayon 55 pesos na. So alam ko yung mga prices na yan kasi yan, yan yung parang go-to meals ko pag nagugutom ako and ayaw ko masyadong gumastos. Okay? So imagine pag sa Sri Lanka, nasa Sri Lanka tayo, yung regular yam last year is 30, siguro ngayon nasa mga 50 na siya or 55 pesos. So that is what, ganun kagrabe yung inflation na nangyayari sa kanila. So, na-curious din ako, how does inflation affect us as traders? Or kahit hindi na as traders, how does inflation affects, affect us as citizens? Talaga bang significant yung mga 5 to 6% inflation per year? Parang, isn't that something na parang 
kaya mo lang ibit anytime like thinking of if 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 you have a way to grow your money by more than 10% per year okay, let's say ganun yung skill level mo then you can beat inflation ganun ba yon so nilagyan ko ng additional factor yung data dito so na google ako ulit i i got the yearly inflation rates for the past 23 years so ito yung numbers na nakita ko guys okay so 3.98 5.35 um 2008 was the year na nag-register tayo ng highest yearly inflation nasa 8.26% back then if hindi kayo familiar sa 2008 this was the year when the tama ba, the global housing market collapse right so medyo talagang <laughs> whole ano yan, the whole um, market or the whole world US market stock market natin di ba stock market natin nagdown ng 48% okay nag-high na tayo ng previous year ng around 3600 tapos nag-low tayo ng or nag-close tayo for this year at around 1872 so almost 50% drop pero hindi lang yan sa atin it's across the financial markets in the whole world Then yung naging inflation. And then bumalik siya to 4.22. Okay. 2015, nag, ang yearly inflation natin that time, according to the data, is nasa 0.67% lang. So that was the lowest. Right. On average, siguro nasa mga 3 to 4% yung inflation natin for the past 23 years. Okay. Na ano, bang, ano ba talagang effect ng inflation? inflation is not just about prices going higher. Okay, like yung price of goods going higher. Yun kasi yung parang typical understanding sa inflation, right? It's not about prices going higher. It's about losing purchasing power. Okay, I want you to understand that, uh, understand that, guys. So parang ano natin to, parang siguro for some people na walang financial background, think of this as kind of a crash course when it comes to these concepts. So it's about losing purchasing power. Pero hindi kasi yan linear. Hindi ibig sabihin na parang nag-inflate yung prices ng 3.98%, eh, yan din yung percentage na nawala sa'yo when it comes to purchasing power. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay, let, let's put a little bit of um, basics. Okay, basic computation. Ako kasi gusto ko, pag nagtuturo ako ng concepts, I want people, or I want the listeners, to really understand the logic behind the concept. Okay, so parang ganito siya. Let's say you have 100 pesos. Okay? So yung 100 pesos na yan, it can buy you 100, um, ano bang magandang product? 100 pieces of peanuts. So peanuts na lang, mani. So in that case, yung 100 pesos mo, kaya niyang bumili ng 100 pieces of peanuts. So, sabi natin ito yung base. Okay? This is the base purchasing power. Parang ganun. So, the following year, the same 100 pesos, ang pwede niya lang bilhin is 95 pieces of peanuts. So, ito, okay? 100 over 100, this is 1. 1 okay? yan kasi yan yung base. Itong 100 over 95, anong lalabas dito? 
So, magiging 1.05 siya. So, yung 1.05 na yan, or particularly etong 05 na yan, okay, or that's around 5%, that's the inflation for that year. It gets ba? So, that is how um, our, sino bang nagko-compute nito? Mga economists, okay? Compute inflation. I know it's a very crude example. Actually, kahit ako, hindi naman ako talaga economist na expert when it comes to these things. But that's how I understand it. So, if we invert this, okay, if we invert natin siya, makukuha natin yung nawalang purchasing power sa'yo. And this is how it looks like. Hide muna natin. Ayan. So, if this was the inflation for this year, you lose 3.83% of your purchasing power. Think of it this way, guys. Since traders tayo, mas madali, siguro, mas madali sigurong maintindihan natin to this way. For every percentage of inflation, meron kang parang inflation loss sa investments mo. So parang commission, so parang ganun or taxes, 'di ba? Every time you buy stocks in the PSE, automatically may loss ka because of the tax, because of the commission, because of the broker fees, etc., etc. So yung inflation, it kind of works that way. So if you bought a million pesos, worth of stocks for 2,000 and hindi mo yan ginalaw, at the end of the year, yung 1 million pesos worth of stocks mo, kahit sabihin natin walang movement sa prices ng market, because of inflation, you lost 3.83%. Does that make sense? Kasi pag kinuha mo ulit, like you sold your investments, you sold your stocks, kinuha mo ulit yung 1 million pesos mo with zero loss in the market, Pag ginamit mo yung 1 million pesos na yan to buy stuff around you, hindi na siya, hindi na siya same, um, hindi na same yung capacity niya to buy things. Kasi umakit yung prices. So every year, nababawasan yung purchasing power ng pera mo. Now this might seem small. Kasi yung average nito nasa 3.66% lang. But if we apply compounding, this is how it looks like. So, gumawa ako dito ng column. Compounded inflation. Medyo nakakatakot. So, again, dito, medyo umiba yung ano ko, yung perspective ko when it comes to inflation. Nakita ko na itong 3%, 5%, 6%, before kasi parang, bakit sila nagpapanik na nag nagkaroon ng inflation na 6% or 7%? Parang isn't that a little bit small? Pero when you look at the compounding effect of this, at the end of 23 years, 50s down na yung portfolio mo. Eh, ganun na lang. Maybe that's easier to understand. Yung whole portfolio mo, down na siya ng 57.66% just because of inflation. Okay? That means, etong mga performance na to, etong compounded return if you buy and held stocks sa PSEI, or etong compounded return mo, kasi nag-invest ka sa bonds ng government, hindi na yan yung parang actual return mo talaga because of inflation. So, I computed it. Tingnan ko, ano ba talaga yung magiging actual return ng mga numbers na to? Let's hide na natin to. Hindi na, hindi na to significant. Okay, so yan. So this PSEI, this is risk-free bonds, this is the yearly inflation. Look at what happens, guys. Ha? 
unahin natin yung PSEI. Okay. Compare natin. Ito yung walang inflation. Okay. Ito yung may inflation. So, factored in yung inflation sa returns. Because of the compounding effect of inflation, yung dapat sana na 204 or 205% performance mo, 29% na lang. Grabe, no? So, parang kinain ng inflation yung 180% of your gains. Okay, over those 23 years. Now, if you ask yourself, is that para sa'yo ba? Are you going to be happy or are you going to be glad na hindi mo ginalaw yung pera mo ng 23 years? Nilagay mo lang siya sa index, buy and hold ka lang. Tapos nag-grow siya ng 29%. Parang, I don't think so. You're going to be frustrated, disappointed. You could have invested it somewhere else. So that's the effect of inflation for the performance of the index. Now, tinignan ko din, what about the bonds? Kasi yung bonds, medyo maganda, di ba? 400% up ka sana if nag-invest ka doon back in 2000. Ito yung naging effect sa bonds. Because of inflation, this is ayan, so inflation adjusted. So every year, it, it chirps a little bit of the performance and ito yung magiging end result. Ayan. So, from 423%, magiging 121.50% na lang siya. Because of inflation. Okay? So, why is this important? As traders, I want you to look at your portfolio. Okay? Tingnan niyo yung portfolio ngayon. Ilang percent up ka ba? Ilang percent down ka ba? When did you get these returns? Did you get this during a bull market? Did you get this during a bear market? And I want you to see if, I want you to assess yourself kung meron ba talagang alpha yung ginagawa mo at this point. Okay? So this all goes back to our definition of what an alpha is. So yung dito kasi, yung generic uh, description ng alpha is just about beating the market. Okay? Pero let's level that up. It's not just about beating the market. It's about beating the market and inflation. So ano ba yung parang inflation this year? It's 6.1%. Ilang percent ba up or down yung market? Pupunta natin yung PSEI ngayon. Unahin mo natin yung PSEI. Tapos mamaya pupunta tayo sa crypto. So let's try to go to PSEI. Gusto kong malaman kung... Ilang percent ba up yung market? Oh, wait. Dito yung, ano ko, saglit. Ayan. Ito tayo sa PSEI. Index. Okay. Then, let's go to the yearly chart. Ayan. So, this is, every candle here is 12 months. So, ilang percent ba down yung market ngayon? So, down siya ng, ayan, around, sabi na lang nating 10.5%. Okay, so, negative 10.5% down. Plus, inflation of around 9. Ah, sorry, around 6 point something percent. So, sabi na natin yung overall market with inflation, it's down by around 17%. Okay? So, if you're trading the PSE, 
ilang percent up ka? Okay? Are you at least less than, or sabi natin down yung portfolio mo, but ilang percent down ka? Are you down 5%? 10%? So, ang, ang always na parang um, frame of reference mo dito is the overall market with inflation. Okay? So, if the overall market is down by 17% and you're down, let's say, 2%, congratulations. Ibig sabihin, you are beating the market and inflation kasi parang hindi, uh, because of the way you traded this year sa PSEI, hindi mo na-exceed or hindi ka mas mababa doon sa galaw ng market. So, di ba parang, um, I'm not trying to comfort you na down yung portfolio mo and that's something to celebrate. I'm trying to give you a little bit of perspective. Kasi maybe your system, your process, has alpha. Okay, may alpha element siya, but you don't even realize it. Kasi parang yung idea mo is dapat kumita ka. Gets ba yun? Now, ano na lang for some people who, who traded PSEI this year and up sila. So the whole market is down by 10%, factor in inflation, so down siya realistically around 16 to 17%, pero up sila ng 20%. Now, that's something to celebrate. Kaya wala ding parang, um, wala masyadong value to compare your performance for this year with previous year or with your best year since you traded. Kasi iba yung market conditions nung time na nakuha mo yung DYM with the market conditions na meron ngayon. Okay? Same goes for people who are trading crypto. Now, pagdating sa crypto kasi, talagang volatile. Diba? Sobrang volatile ng market. But, Let's try to see ha, ano ba yung ano ba yung parang magandang index for crypto. Kasi sa PSEI meron tayong uh, sa PSE pala meron tayong PSEI as our index. Sabi nila sa crypto daw BTC is a good index. Okay? It's a good basis for alpha. Pupuntahan natin yung BTC. So, nasa yearly chart pa rin tayo. Ilang percent down ba yung BTC ngayon? So sukatin natin. Actually pwede ko palang I-hover lang yung, yung mouse ko dito, di ba? So, yan. Nasa, if nakikita nyo, sa upper middle part, nakalagay dyan, 54.41%. So, the whole BTC market, or BTC is down by 54.40%, or around 55%. So, if your portfolio is, sabi na lang nating break-even, ibig sabihin, meron kang alpha of more than 50% against BTC as an index. So, syempre, hindi ka masaya kasi hindi ka kumita, pero you did not lose money. So, congratulations. Okay, or let's say you're down by 10%. So, I know a lot of traders now are down yung portfolio nila kasi sa nangyayari sa crypto, it's, diba, the whole market is bearish. But for them, it's frustrating to think na down sila, but hindi nila nakikita na dapat meron silang parang frame of reference when it comes to that performance. Now, ano na lang for some traders in our community na kahit ganyan yung performance ng market because they know how to short, meron silang strategies um, for trading the market when it's going down. So, let's say up yung portfolio nila na mga 20 to 30%. Now, that's alpha for this kind of market. Okay? gets ba guys? So, I hope um, this concept of 
alpha and how inflation affects your performance. I hope these concepts can help you better assess kung tama ba or mali yung ginagawa mo. Okay? Now, it's not just about dapat every month, every year kumikita ka. It's really about comparing your strategy, comparing your edge with how the overall market is performing. Okay, that's real trading for me. Okay, so do you have um, any questions about these concepts? So, konting Q&A muna tayo. It's a very, ano naman eh, very straightforward concept. Wala namang parang um, sophisticated or complicated about this. But we often, um, parang hindi natin siya binibigyan masyado ng pansin kasi parang yung goal natin, di ba, every, every month, every year, dapat kumikita ka. So, ito yung whole data that and I was able to gather. Ayan. So, it was, it was mind-blowing lang sa part ko to see na parang if, if you're doing the right strategies or you have the right process and your system has a positive edge, parang even if may mga times na down ka, even if may mga times na hindi, hindi mo naman parang hindi ka kumita ng sobrang laki from the market, it, it's quite comforting to think na even in those moments, meron ka pa rin palang edge. Kailangan lang meron kang tamang frame of reference. Okay? But sometimes, <laughs> nakaka-dis... Ito, ito siguro yung parang medyo disappointing. Yung medyo disappointing is, ang dami mong strategies, sobrang sophisticated ng process mo, but the, the returns that you are generating is less than what people are getting for just doing a buy and hold strategy. Di ba? Parang sila nagba-buy and hold lang up yung portfolio nila ng 50%. Tapos ikaw, kung ano-ano na yung ginagawa mo sa market, pero down yung portfolio mo. But that, that is for me more disappointing than, than losing consistently. Kasi at least yung losing consistently, alam mo na may problem doon sa ginagawa mo. Pero yung pero yung parang ang dami mong ginagawa, you think you're doing everything right, tapos the results are not coming out, and others are doing better than you, are doing it simpler than your approach. Now, that's frustrating for me. So, yun yung gusto nating maiwasan dito. Okay? So, any questions, guys? Meron bang questions about uh, this concept? So, naka-direct message lang tayo, no? But, um, no na I'm seeing your messages. Lagay ko na lang kaya tong chat dito. Para makita ng lahat. Okay. So, ito. Um, good question from Sir Peter. Sabi niya, diversified sa portfolio, okay ba yun? Actually, when I research about this, tapos nakita ko yung numbers, mas parang naano ako, mas nagkaroon ako ng drive or ng parang initiative to diversify kasi na-realize ko if I'm all in in one market and this market does not um, give me 
returns na parang something na parang reliable returns, parang ganun. Like, kunwari, sabihin natin, naka-all-in ako sa crypto and I'm a long-only trader. But the crypto market is going down. Tapos hinihintay ko lang siyang umakyat. So while hinihintay ko siyang umakyat, there are other markets or other investment vehicles out there who, have, who are generate or that are generating good returns. So pag ganun yung naging strategy ko, I'm, it's not that I'm missing out, but hindi ko nakakapitalize yung alpha na meron sana ako with other markets. Okay, does that make sense? So parang ganun. Kaya dapat meron tayong mindset na we're not we are not settling with one market in a way. So parang ganun yung naging realization ko dito. Dapat mag-diversify ka, not necessarily with other markets, but with other ways to grow your money. Kunwari yung government bonds, di ba? Ito parang na-curious ako. What if I can allocate a certain percentage of my um Uh, wealth, so certain percentage of my net worth to government bonds. Not because mataas yung return nila, but because regardless if the market is down or up, at least nag-generate siya ng return. Okay? So parang ganun. Or meron tayong mga ano ngayon, di ba? Um, if you try to research about CIMB, yung, yung mga nasa Gcash yan siya. So let's say you have a big amount of cash in your Gcash account. Hindi mo yan ginagalaw, nandiyan lang siya. So do you know you can invest it in their G-Save account? Tapos doon sa G-Save account, it can earn around 4%. Depende sa amount ng pera mo. Pero ang alam ko is nasa mga 3.5 to 5% siya per year. Now again, that might seem small. Right? But at least, kung may inflation man na, let's say yung inflation this year is going to be around 8%, tapos doon may 5% growth siya. So at least na-trim down mo yung risk ng inflation kasi nandoon yung pera mo. So that's my parang idea of diversification. Dapat meron kang way to try to balance out the effects of inflation and the effects of markets going bearish para at least yung pera mo hindi hindi na hindi siya nawawalan ng purchasing power to the point na parang talo ka. Parang ganoon. So, short answer is, that, yeah, dapat diversified. Yan. Other questions? Meron pa ba? In fact pala guys, no, um, siguro I can at least show you a little bit of parang what you can do with with the idea of alpha kasi kunwari no sa trading view let's say you know how to write scripts to test your strategies sa trading view kasi pag nagbacktest ka makikita mo doon sa backtesting if yung strategy mo is parang worth it ba siya nagawin mo siya or mag buy and hold ka na lang kasi meron siyang ganito like Uh, let me just show you just a glimpse. Hindi ko i-discuss yung technicalities behind na. Just, just the idea na if you have, let's say, a strategy, tapos ako kasi recently, I'm trying to um, code yung mga strategies na parang gusto kong i-automate. 
Tapos, tinitingnan ko if meron ba silang alpha. So, for example, eto, itong strategy na to. So, it's more of a scalping strategy sa 5-minute chart. Tapos nakita ko, uy, ayos ha. So, 151% daw, accordingly ha. 151% yung profit ng strategy na to for this time frame. So, this is over 221 trades. Di ba? Parang, hmm, ganda. So, 151%. So, madi-DYM, more than DYM yung ano ko dito. But what if yung whole market during this time is umakyat siya ng 300%? Di ba? So, pwede mong makita dito like, uh, eto, so buy and, buy and hold equity. If I check this, makikita ko, eto yung movement ng portfolio for this strategy. Ito naman yung movement ng portfolio if nag-buy and hold lang ako. So in this case, yung gap na to, yan yung alpha or yan yung parang edge ng strategy. Now, syempre kasi ito, shorting, ano siya, shorting strategy siya. So if it's up, talagang may alpha talaga siya kasi the whole market is down. Okay? But there are some strategies, guys, na when I tested it, na nag-generate siya ng 500%, 600%, pero yung buy and hold strategy nasa 10,000%. Parang ganun. So kunwari yung Solana, di ba? If you invested in Solana for um for the past 12 months excluding yung bear market, yung portfolio mo mag-a-up siya ng around 10,000% if you were able to buy it before it broke to all-time highs. So may mga ganung ano, may mga ganung concepts na you should be aware of. It's not kumaga parang pag nakita mo yung strategy mo up ka hindi automatically maganda yung strategy. Kasi you have to compare it with the overall market. Yan. So may mga questions tayo dito. So ayan, from Sir Darwin. Is it, is it good to invest sa bank, boss, since mataas ang interest rates ng bank sa recession? Hmm. I don't suggest this. Okay, for me, ha, personal lang. Ano bang minimin mo dito sa pag-invest sa bank? Like deposits or are we talking about UITFs? Marami kasing ways eh to invest sa bank. Can you clarify? UITF. Depends rin eh. Depends pa rin sa performance yung, ng UITF. That's why if you plan to invest in these things, dapat aware ka sa data behind their portfolio. Pinapublish naman yan nila publicly eh. So, may mga UITF na maganda, may mga UITF na hindi. Okay? So, ang ano lang kasi dyan, guys, kaya kaya ako diniscuss tonight is yung mga pinapublish nila, hindi nila pinafactor in yung inflation, hindi nila pinafactor in yung yung kamusta ba yung full market during that time. Like, a UITF may boast na they are, they did parang 10% up yung fund nila for the year. Diba? Parang yun yung parang marketing nila. Kami, up kami ng 10%. Pero yung whole market, up naman ng 50%. So in other words, hindi masyado magaling yung fund manager ng UITF na yun. Kasi hindi niya nabit yung market. Siyempre, pag up yung, yung index ng 50%, natural lang na pag yung strategy ng fund manager is conservative type yung ano niya, yung ginagawa niya, talagang mag-up siya. Pero ang question ba, nabit niya yung market. So that's my take on that. You need to research. Ano yung performance ng UITF sa bank na yan? 
Okay. Um, next question. So, modern online banking will also do sir like Tonic and Cbank. So, yeah, eto eto mga bagay na to, hindi ko pa to, hindi ko pa talaga siya fully na explore. Like yung CIM bilang yung familiar ako, I know they they give around 4 to 5%. So yan, meron daw dito guys. So, try niyo yung i-research to Tonic and Cbank. Yung time deposit nila is 6%. Ang crucial lang sa akin sa mga ganyang klaseng investment is how easy it is for you to withdraw those funds. Kasi minsan wala yung physical bank, di ba? Like CIMB, wala siyang physical branch dito sa Philippines. I think it's Singapore-based, if I'm not mistaken. So kung nagkaroon ng problema sa pera mo, pwede mo ba siyang ma-withdraw like through the app itself or through the platform? or marami ka bang kailangang i-fill up bago mo makuha yung pera. So, yun lang yung parang risk pagdating sa mga ganyan. Okay. So, eto. Um, from Elris. Sir, just last week, I transferred some money into my tunic which allows five-time deposit accounts. Hmm, okay. So, is this, the, is, is this the same? Yeah, it's the same recommendation dito sa taas. Time deposit in 6 months, 6% per annum. Okay, it suits me off though for you kasi di ko pa po kailangan yung pera instead of parking them in my other conventional banks na ang lit ng interest. At least panlaban din sa inflation. Oh, yun. So, eto guys. 6% per annum. Yung 6% per annum, mataas na yun ha. So, if you're not willing to risk it sa crypto or sa PSC kasi this is your funds na parang emergency funds mo yan. Gusto mo lang na hindi niya hindi siya makain ng inflation. So, you can do this. Itong ginawa ni Elris. Ayan. So, sa CIMB ko kasi, um, hindi ko pa siya na-try in cash, actually. So, ang alam ko, pwede siyang i-transfer since it's connected with Gcash. If you put funds in CIMB, tapos gusto mong mag-withdraw, mag pwedeng directly siya sa Gcash mo. Tama ba? Tapos from Gcash, i-transfer mo siya to your bank. And then, from your bank, ayun, pwede mo lang gawin kahit anong gusto mong gawin dyan. Ayan. Okay? So, any other questions? I hope medyo nabigyan natin ng parang, um, like, I opened some of your perspective when it comes to these things. Kasi ako, honestly, before, medyo sarado talaga yung perspective ko sa ganito eh. Kasi yung, yung inisip ko talaga is trader ako, so bakit ako mag-i-invest or bakit ako maglalagay ng pera sa mga 6% lang or 5%, diba? Lalo na, nga, lalo na sa crypto, right? Kasi sa crypto, may mga, uh, ano bang tawag nito, parang banking system na din na parang you can put your money and it will earn, diba? 20%, 30%. Minsan, 50%. Yeah, staking, liquidity mining. Diba may mga annual percentage yield sila na sobrang taas. That's why people are um, parang ang mindset nila if you're a crypto trader tapos naglagay ka ng pera sa banko is hindi ka hindi ka fully ano tawag nito? Parang fully immersed sa crypto if you're doing that. Kasi bakit ka maglalagay sa 8% to 10% kung meron namang 50%, 60%? But again, at the end of the day, ano ba yung risk na ina-absorb mo for that kind of investment? 
Okay? So I have nothing against yung mga staking and all. In fact, I've tried to do it. Pero ang nakikita ko lang kasi is when the overall market is down, ano yung risk na inaabsorb mo when you are in that um, investment vehicle? So yun yung dapat na i-assess mo dyan ng mabuti. Ayun. Okay, um, investment sa lupa. So ito, I, honestly, I'm a, a medyo noob pa tayo dyan. Kung meron kayong kailangan kausapin about real estate investment, puntahan nyo si Sir Doms. Yan, nasa TR yan, si Sir Doms. Try nyong i-message, ang dami niyang alam. So sa kanya ako, nat sa kanya ako natuto mag... Um, sa, sa kanya ako natutunan yung basics when it comes to real estate. It's all about cash flow. So that can be a separate topic guys na pwede nating pag-usapan but if parang ganito yung idea niya bigyan ko na lang ng parang idea so when you invest in real estate what are the different ways that you can grow your investment with that so actually there are two ways eh first is yung appreciation ng value ng lupa and number two yung cash flow na pwede mong makuha for earning or for owning that property. So for example, yung value ng lupa kung saan ka bumili is nag-i-increase siya every year ng 10%. So doon pa lang, medyo panalo ka na when it comes to other more conservative type of investments like sa bank, sa UITF, or even yung goal mo lang is to beat inflation, 10% per year is already a good way to beat it. Pero ano yung downside naman nun? So if you're if the value of property, ito yung appreciation niya every year. Okay, of real estate. Sabi natin ganyan. So 10% per year. Okay. Pero ano yung downside niya? Hindi siya liquid. Diba? Hindi madaling magbenta ng lupa. Maraming papel, maraming, ano, maraming proseso involved for you to dispose that and convert it into liquid cash. Okay, gets? So yun yung downside niya. Kaya yung talagang mga totoong real, real estate investors, they don't really focus on this. They focus more on the cash flow. So yung idea behind is, if you buy a lot, tapos binili mo siya hindi cash, nag-bank nag, ano nag, uh, loan ka, and you're paying that loan for let's say 10,000 pesos. So ito yung monthly amortization mo sa loan mo. So 10,000. Okay? Tapos yung value ng lupa, tingnan natin ah. Lagyan natin ng value. So yung value ng lupa is let's say 5, 5 million. So cost of land. Nasa 5 million. Hindi pala cost. Dapat parang fair value. Tama ba? So fair value ng land. So every year nag-grow yan ng 10%. So 5 million times 10%. 5 million times 10%, that's around 500,000. Uy, mataas pala. Pero nagbabayad ka ng monthly amortization na 10,000 every month. So, sa appreciation pa lang ng, ng value ng lupa, medyo bawi ka na, ba? Tama ba? Kasi ang total nito is 10,000 times. Ah, hindi, hindi ko, hindi ko makompute yung interest, but I think bawi ka na when it comes to appreciation pa lang. Kasi yung 500,000 na yan, multiply that like 
uh, over the next 10 years or 20 years, assuming na yung 10% is true for the next 10 to 20 years, okay ka na. But yung mga real estate investors, ang ginagawa nila is they look for a way na mabawi nila yung amortization na 10,000 pesos per month. So, bibili sila ng lupa, ipaparent nila. Let's say ipaparent nila for 20,000 per month. Okay? So, ganito yung laro daw dyan, sabi ni Sir Domes. So, dahil bumili ka ng lupa, kahit nagbabayad ka ng 10,000 per month, meron kang net cash flow na 10,000 per month. Okay? Kumbaga, yung um, paano mo ni-utilize yung lupa, it, it's paying for itself. So, yan daw yung sikreto dyan. If you can find a way for your land to for your land investment to pay for itself, then yun na yun. You just hit the jackpot. Ang maganda pa dito is you can compound this. Pero yung compounding dito guys, hindi daw siya yung parang ah, yung the same way how we compound our investment sa market. Yung compounding dito is once you have your first lot, syempre, nasa ano mo na yan? Nasa parang uh, records mo na yan, di ba? Sa income tax return mo na meron kang lupa as an asset you can use it to buy another land, di ba? Pwede mo siyang gamitin as a sort of collateral kasi ikaw yung may-ari ng land na yan, di ba? So, you use it as a collateral to get a loan, tapos yung loan na yun, bibili ka ng ibang lupa, and you repeat that cycle over and over again. Hanggang sa umabot sa point na meron ka ng five properties and each of the properties are paying for itself with a little bit of excess para mapunta yun sa cash flow mo. Okay, so parang ganun yung idea behind real estate. So again, I'm not really um, an expert in it. Natutunan, natutunan ko lang din siya recently. So parang ganun. Okay? Clear? So yan, very, ano yan, very interesting topic yan. Maybe we can do a parang webinar for that with Sir Doms. Try ko siya kausapin if pwede siyang gumawa ng parang simple presentation on how how that can work. Okay. So, questions? Okay, I think okay na tayo. Goods na tayo. So, thank you guys for coming for tonight. Yan yung... Um, episode natin. That's Understanding Alpha. See you again sa next episode natin for Ask ZFT. Good night, good night, and enjoy the rest of the evening.